0: the Lord. So, Tracy, come get us a song here this morning. We want to worship him. Brother Robert had a wonderful lesson this morning on the sovereignty of God. You know, in America, we don't understand sovereignty. We don't understand kingship or royalty because when our country was formed and our government was put together, it was... Set up to destroy any kind of semblance of a sovereignty. So that uh, hopefully the small voices have as much uh, voice as the big voices. Our country has grown a little different through the years. But by and large, we are still uh, a country for the underdogs. But a sovereign in the most natural way, a sovereign is basically the ruler over a land and the people. And the old sovereignties, sovereignties, they, uh, they ruled over your body. And by one word, they could have you taken out of the presence of the king Or within the presence of the king and slay them and kill them right then and there. There were recorded times when the uh, people would come in and they'd have a smirk or they'd do something that was unpleasing to the king and they would be slaughtered right then and there. Boom. Why? Because the sovereign holds our life in his hands. Okay? We forget all that, don't we? But likewise... The sovereign holds our life in His hand. It was His responsibility to provide us food, protection, and rule of law. There are no true sovereigns of this world except for our God. And folks, He holds our breath in His hands. We hold our soul in our hands, but He holds our life. And I don't know about you, I tried directing it my own way for many years. And it just seemed like I kept messing it up and messing it up and messing it up. But when I turned it over to Jesus and said, Lord, You lead, I'll follow. He turned things in my life all the way around. Amen. And I found it's much better to be a follower of Jesus Christ than to be a great leader or a great Whatever in this world, Amen. Do yes. you love Jesus like that? All oh, right. Do. I do. Oh.
1: my sister Sheila gets ready. I want to say thank the Lord that our brother Jamie took us out to Blakewood uh, this past week, and I know Sheila and I, um, I think different ones, had the opportunity to pray for folks. And several uh, said, "Please come back. Please come back." You know, uh, one lady she wanted us to come in the house and pray, but she didn't want us to even smell if her house didn't smell good. So she was sprinkling smell good all over the place on the carpets. Mm-hmm. And then she said, "I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Come in here and pray for me." And I was so thankful. Then we got to another place that we went to help um, uh, Rebecca and Ricky. And it was so full of youngins, I thought we were going to just be overwhelmed. But the Lord, teaching Sunday school on the streets, but the Lord. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Folks, there's nothing like trying to win a soul for Christ. You may say, well, it's scary. Well, we had Brother Ricky following me and Sheila, and what he did is smile. He just smiled at him, and they just let us right in. Amen. Thank God! Hallelujah! I'm glad for that experience. Oh, yeah. it was really good.
0: What are saying?
1: Brother Ricky, you think you can help us? Sandra, you got all them ones? Brother Jackie and oh, Sister C really. was not behind.
0: funerals, I don't like the sadness involved and in around, but there are times, there are times, when God uses the death of somebody right. to be able yeah. to touch our heart. Um, Teresa and I have been married for just a few years. And uh, we were going to church and I was struggling because I'd been raised to honor my father and my mother. And my mother and father, even though I was married and out of the house, was not happy with the church that I was going to. And uh, I'll tell you who it was that came to me. It was Ronnie Miles that came to me. He said, I was praying for you. And the Lord sent a word to you, gave to me to tell to you that uh, help is on its way. I left that service, I thought, wow, thank the Lord, help is on the way. Sometimes, folks, we don't understand what help looks like. We don't understand what the package may be that will bring our help. And so, Teresa, was it the next week or the week after?
1: Yes,
0: pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. I get a call as Teresa and I are heading to church, and my mom says, uh, I'm taking your dad to the hospital. His speech is slurred, and, you know. And so uh, then I get a, I'll be honest with you, he'd had six bypasses. He'd been in and out of the hospital off and on through all those years. It was like, my dad's tough. You know, he'll be okay. So then I get a call from her again. said, I'm taking him to St. Joseph. I said, well, what happened at Candler? said, well, they told him to take uh, two baby aspirin and to call his doctor Monday morning. <laughs> and so they took him over to St. Joseph's. And uh, basically he had had another massive heart attack. And by that... Friday that was on a Sunday by that Friday, we had the funeral for my father. I love my dad. I love him. But the Lord brought me some help through that. It wasn't the type of help I wanted. It wasn't the situation I wanted. Would it changed the trajectory of my life in such a way that I probably wouldn't be standing here today if it had not been for that incident. So help comes to us in ways we do not look for. And I want to tell you something. You remember the Scriptures? This is not even what I had planned for this morning. You remember the Scriptures? where uh, Paul talks about wood, hay, and stubble and to be careful about what you build on that foundation and to make sure that that foundation is Jesus Christ. There are times the Lord comes by and wipes what's on your foundation off because it's faulty construction. It hurts when He wipes it off. It hurts because we have put ourselves into that. That which we had built on there, that we look so. Isn't it amazing how our own creations we think are so beautiful? Huh? Isn't that beautiful? I remember making a side table for my wife. No, it wasn't. It was for my parents. I made a side table for them. I put. Lacquer on top of it and everything stained it. I had it for years. Wouldn't hardly let go of it. Two by fours, a two by twelve for the top. Hammered nails down into it. Unsanded, huh? But I made that thing. I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> God looks at it at our creations and there are times He'll say my, that's a side table isn't it? Huh? And then there are times He wipes it away and said let's let's try this again. Let's try this again. I'm reminded of a illustration that I used several years back where uh there was a very rich man and he had this one particular carpenter that would build everything for him. And there were times the rich man would go in and inspect the building and say, now look, I don't know why you use that there. That's not good material. Rip that out and put it in, you know, put this in. Make sure it's the best quality ever. So, after uh, this carpenter had been with this one particular rich man for so many years, uh, he told the carpenter, he said, look, I'm going out of the country for a few months. You see see that top of the hill over there? I want you to go over there and build me a mansion. And I want it to be beautiful. Okay. Spare no expense in it. So he went out of the country. Well, you know, this carpenter, he's building all that and he's getting to thinking, you know, I could shave here and I could shave there and I could use a little cheaper material over here. He's going to pay me the same. I'll get a little extra by shaving these areas. So... He skimped on the old structure, you know, a lot. If you know what you're doing when you go into a place, it can look right. But you can't see in them walls, and you can't see on that foundation. At all. So by and by, that, uh, that rich man came back to town, and he asked uh, the carpenter to walk him through the new mansion. He said, Oh, this is beautiful. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for building this. And then he looked at the carpenter and he said, you've been a faithful employee all these years. He said, I really didn't want this for myself. I'm gonna give you this mansion. It's yours, free and clear, forever. A lot of times we hurt ourselves by trying to take shortcuts in life and serving god in spiritual matters and we don't need to do that folks we need to to ask god to help us to build on that foundation that is his not of apollos not of don rich not of um any other preacher around but on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Amen. All other foundations will fail you. Yes. Yes, they will. Only the foundation of Jesus Amen. will work. Right. Amen. That was free. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. Not quite. We haven't said the last amen yet. (laughs) Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, Matthew. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. And if you got the red letter edition Bible, you will notice a lot of um, verses in red. I love preaching after the preacher. I like preaching after the word. You may not accept my words but we've got to accept is. sorry in verse 16, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they shall deliver you up to the councils. They will scourge you in the synagogue and ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in the same hour what ye speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you, And the brother shall be delivered up, the brother to death, and the father the child. And the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But be, I'm sorry, but he that endureth to the end the same shall be saved. The Lord, help me this morning. I like to preach about hated of all men. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your precious word. I thank you, Lord, that we are not servants, but we are friends. And that, Lord, you have opened up to your children those things that will help us in times of test and trial. And that, Lord, those things that come upon us are not secrets or unusual, but many times they are your will. I pray, dear Jesus, that you will help us to stand and to fight the good fight of faith. And help us, Lord, to be that witness and that light that you've asked us to be. Lord, I pray that you would anoint these feeble lips of clay this morning. I pray, Lord, that you would touch hearts and lives. If there are any that hear my message here this morning that are of those who hate us, I pray, Lord, that you would let them know that we don't hate them, but we love them. Come by, help us here this morning, I pray. In Jesus' blessed and holy name, we do pray. Amen. it of all men. Notice here in these scriptures, Jesus said, I send you forth as sheep, amen, in the midst of wolves. Huh? Have you ever felt like a sheep in the midst of wolves? You know, a lot of times, there have been times, in, in I'm, I'm sure in the past, where uh, wolves would attack the sheep, maybe even be at the very throat of the sheep, and the shepherd's cane comes down just in time to save that sheep. And that sheep goes off to live another day. Huh? I think it probably happened a lot more than what we would imagine and we need to recognize that as sheep following the, the shepherd, Jesus Christ, we are going to be sheep among wolves. That means we do not win the arguments. We do not always win uh, the people back that have become offended. Huh? Does not mean that we can always help those who have made a decision. I ha- will have none of this. Amen. Have y'all ever met anybody like that? Amen. Huh? I have. And it hurts my heart, but we need to recognize that. So Jesus said, since we are sheep in the midst of wolves, that we should build tanks. And armor and hide in those strong cities, right? No. Instead, he says, Be ye, be ye therefore wise as serpents. He did not call us to be serpents, folks. But to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Who in the sound of my voice has ever been hurt by a dove maybe you ate too much dove at a meal but he didn't intentionally hurt you okay i've never been bombed by a dove uh my little dogs that i have we got a little fence for them to go out and during uh parts of the day they'll look up look out because some of them birds dive bomb you know, when they try to get out in their little yard. And so, but I've never seen a dove do that. No, no. gentle as doves. Yeah. Amen. Doves can have influence. And so in, he says right here, but beware of men. He does not say to us to avoid all men. Or to avoid the councils or the scourges or the synagogues. He doesn't tell us to avoid those things. No. That is not the way for us to be aware. To be aware of what he is actually saying is. Open your eyes. Recognize where you are at. And who you are with. And be wise as serpents but gentle as doves. Come on. Paul is one of those type people that uh, he, um, I'm not so sure. You know, Paul has got some things that sometimes we could question, okay? Paul said for us to love and to uh, be gentle to all men and forgiving and all that, but yet him and John Mark had a cross. And it got so bad that it divided him and Barnabas. Y'all remember this? Huh? Well, I'm not so sure that Paul's way of uh, being wise as serpents and gentle as doves is, is the same way that the Lord calls us to be because every time a crowd would form up and they'd start saying hateful things to him, instead of him running, he'd run to them. He'd get right in the midst of them. Uh, He'd get right in the middle of the trouble. I think you have to have a special gift for that. Okay? Not all of us have that gift. I'm preaching about hated of all men. Do people have a reason to hate you? Huh? Are there reasons for people to dislike you? Are there reasons like being mean or grumpy or someone who doesn't pay their bills or bad-tempered, foul-mouthed? Huh? Come on. That's not the reason for people to hate you that Jesus is talking about. Jesus actually instructs us against all of those things. Instead, he talks about us, you know, we we need to do good to them that do us bad. But uh, to be hated of men in this particular reason is because you follow Jesus. You do things the Lord's way. You do things the Bible way. Huh? You may not think so, but people will hate you for that. People will hate you, call you a hypocrite, will say that um, what you believe does not matter. But I want to tell you something it does, it does matter. And how we pull up that shield of faith is very important. You say, What are you talking about, Brother Jet? We're to pull up that shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. Huh? To quench those things that are shot at us. Huh? And and so here in these scriptures, Jesus is telling them. He said, And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for Jesus' sake. That's right. What that tells us is if we go before the judge... Uh, If we are sentenced to jail for anything other than Jesus, it's not for His sake. Got that? Huh? All right. And so, He said, but when they deliver you up, take no thought of how or what He shall speak. You ever tried to Be ready for a conversation that's coming. A rough conversation, a hard conversation. You think, now I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say that. And I'm going to bring up this point, and they're going to bring up this point. And I I want to tell you something, folks. In the long run, it don't work. The best thing to do is say, Jesus, bring to me those things that you would have me to say As I am in that uh, conversation. As we are talking. As we are uh, uh, trying to promote Jesus Christ and His ways. It's not always easy. That word hated means to be uh, for people to feel hate against someone. A grudge. Felt by one against another. of person's. But that name, I found a part of the definition that I really like. Mm-hmm. See, I should have just, I just kept singing. Anyway.
1: Yeah,
0: the name. There's all kind of things under this definition of name. But part of it in uh, Lyndall Scott James lexicon is it says of persons in accountancy. In other words, the person who is accountable. Huh? It says both of persons and of things charge my account. In registers of titles and deeds. Not booked under the name of the seller or under the head of the private land, in tax receipts, on account. The phrase or the expression. Now, you may not have caught that, but basically, when we do things in Jesus' name, it's not on our account. It's on His account. Okay? We're to put it to His charge. Amen? if we are witnessing for the lord if there's a registration of it somewhere in accounting it's not by brother jeff it's for jesus christ huh uh in the titles or deeds this church is not brother jeff's it is the lord's come on it is the church the church of the firstborn amen the church amen of the redeemed it is not ours. It is the Lord's. Amen. And of tax receipts, that's things that must be paid, huh? Penalties that must be done. It's on His account. Thank the Lord. He pays His bills. I don't know about you, but I think I want to do everything in His name.
1: Come on. Yeah.
0: The way I walk, I want to do it in His name. Yeah. Amen. amen. The one I drive, I want to do it in His name. Yeah. How I drive, amen, aggressively or mild. Sometimes if you're too mild, you know, that's almost as bad as being too aggressive. But anyway, however we drive, I want to do it in His name, in His ways. And so, we are going to be hated of men I've been to people several times and I'll say, why? What is it? Tell me. And I've had them struggle. Uh, 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 I can't really tell you. They can't put their finger on it. I remember before I got saved, I was that way. Within just a few moments, I could tell I like them, I hate them. I ain't like that. Nothing about their past is just that was the way. That's the way the world is. And you see it's influenced by the prince of the air of this world. Huh? Satan. And so we are going to be hated. We are going to be tested. We are in the last of the last days. Amen. We are in the time when even the so-called Church of America, the Christian Church of America, will eventually be at our doors against us. Come on. You know why? Because we won't play the game with the homosexual, the LGBT group. We won't be doing things the way that they say we must do. We're going to do things God's way. How is that? We're to love all men. Straight. Crooked. Huh? Homosexual. Perverse. We're to love them as Christ loves them. He died for them. Woo! I don't know about y'all, but sometimes... That's where I have a hard time trying to love some people. Amen? I'm just being honest with you. But when Christ is in you, you can do it. You can do it. And put yourself aside. 1 Peter 4 and 12 says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as some strange thing happened unto you. It's going to come to you. If you're not having it, it will come to you. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. I'd rather give my life and my reputation as being known that I would not bend, but that I would hold on to Jesus. Now here's the part that some struggle with. Hold on to God's ways, sweetly, yes. humbly, nice. Yes. How many of you remember the the um, time that Polycarp in the in history how he was killed? Huh? You remember the persecution of Polycarp? Yeah. He was one of the. Uh, he was actually. Um, uh, brought to the Lord by John the Revelator, Amen. He was one of the uh, um, he was the preacher over a particular church, which I cannot remember right now. But it was prophesied that he would pass. But here's the thing about it: when they finally came to get him to take him off to be judged, because it was illegal, they were claiming to be a Christian. He said he told the uh, the guards. Would you mind waiting here just a little bit of time? I'm going to ask my servants to come and to fix you a banquet. And they're going to bring out all the best foods. And while they do that, let me go and pray for just a little while. They did. So the very people that were going to take him to be killed, he fed them. He was gracious to them. He didn't say, you know where you're going to go. You know what's going to happen to you. You know uh, I'm a child of the king. He didn't say any of that. He was kind to them. They already knew who he was. Everybody in the town knew who he was. So they took him to the pro council and they basically looked at him and said, old man... You're up in your age. We're we're not really against you, but this Christ of yours, this one who you preach about and worship as God, you know that's illegal amongst us Romans. We can't allow that to happen. You can only worship Caesar. And he said, I can't remember how many years it was, but for a long time, he says, I've been serving Jesus all these years. And he's never done me no harm. Huh? And they said, look, old man, all you got to do is burn a little incense right over there at the statue of Caesar and you'll be let go. Just a little thing. Come on. If your neck was on the block and you were just going to burn incense, you could say, well, I don't really mean it. Uh, but it means a lot in heaven. And it means a lot to Satan. And so he refused. And so they said, take him and burn him. How many in here remember the story? You all remember the story? Okay, some of you do. So they took him out there and normally if you were merciful to them, you would tie their hands around the The pole, because there was a tendency that as your feet were burning, you would fall over into the fire and it would hurt you worse. And it would be better for you to stay next to it because at least the smoke coming up might be able to put you to sleep as you are burning. You know, carbon monoxide poisoning, all that kind of stuff. He said, Oh, no, you'll not be, you don't have to do that. He said, the Spirit of God will keep me next to this Paul. So they put, they called it the faggots, the burning stuff around him. They put the faggots all around him, piled it up, set it ablaze, and it began to burn. And as he was burning, they looked at him. I'm sorry, let me get before that. As they were piling all that stuff up, he was telling the people that were killing him, I love you. Yeah. Jesus died for you. Amen. Why don't you serve the same God I serve? Amen. I'm going to a place called heaven. Right. Huh? He was preaching to them, yeah. talking to them right. the whole time. Right. Amen. And so uh, the fire gets to burn and all. And after a while, someone comes running to the man called the Pro Council. He was the judge. They run up to him and say, Judge, Judge, look, look over there at Polycarp. He's not dying, but instead, look at him. He is turning to gold. Amen. His visage and all of that looked like he was turning to gold and that the fire was not consuming him at all. And so the proconsul said, go over there with a spear and stab him. Kill him right now. So they run over there and they stab him and his blood came out and put out the fire he was dead. What a wonderful story. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Several of those guards around him after that, they decided, I'm going to follow Jesus.
1: Amen.
0: He didn't die as a coward.
1: Oh, oh, help, help. oh he didn't die like that.
0: He died as a Christian. He died as a child of God. We will be hated of all men. There will be times that people will hate us. Our family will hate us. Amen. Man, just as sweet as you can, you hold on. Do not give up. Do not give in. Amen. Hold on to Jesus. In Revelations 13 and 7, talking about the Antichrist, The Scripture says, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints. The saints. Let me tell you something. There's only one saint. I don't care who Rome may count as saints. The only saints I know are written in that book in heaven called the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. And so he came to make war with the saints uh, during the tribulation time. Amen, whoever they are. And they came to make war. And they came to overcome them. To overpower them. And so it said they came to make war with them and to overcome them, meaning to kill them. To take their victory away. (laughs) Come and get me. Huh? Come and get me. You ever read that chick track about the the thief come into, breaks into the house and the man's there and they they didn't realize it and the thief pulls a gun on him says I'm going to kill you he said go ahead with a smile go ahead <laughs> are you crazy no we're not crazy i want to go to heaven and if you're my ticket to go let's go hallelujah amen and so uh, even though the um the antichrist thinks he's overcoming them they're the victor- victorious they're the ones that are gaining the gift they're the ones getting out of this world they're the ones that are helped and encouraged amen they're the ones that'll be in the presence of jesus i don't know about you but i'm ready to go amen Amen. you say brother jeff you're strange i've read the book and when you read the book You'll be strange, too. Come on. You'll be strange, too. Death for a child of God is just the portal into the presence of the Almighty.
1: That's
0: why I don't want... I've had terrible nightmares and dreams... You know, I really haven't had dreams about it but, or nightmares, but just the thought of it, you know. I'm bowing my head and saying I'm sorry, but there have been times I lost my cool. There's been times I wasn't Christ-like. And after that time, I thought to myself, what if the Lord had come right then? I would not gone. I would have been stuck. Come on. That's why I'm always looking for Him to come. It'll help but keep me sweet. Huh? In in a time that this... I'm going to tell you, we live in a horrible time. People are not sweet today. Maybe y'all know people I don't know, but anyway... Unless they're Christians, they're not very sweet. I'm ready to go to that land he's prepared for us. Amen. Hated of all men. Let me read to you Luke's account of this. I love. I appreciate the different writers how they they all would pick up on a little something else that the other writer didn't quite pick up on. Or recall, or or put down. It said, um, "He said, settle it there. It settle it therefore in your hearts, not to mediate, meditate before what ye shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. And ye shall be betrayed both by." Parents and brethren and kinfolks and friends and some of you I'm sorry some of you shall they cause to be put to death and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake but I like that but that word but that's over in uh Luke 21 and 12. But that means that changes everything around yes. from what you're thinking and what's being said. But, he said, there shall not an hair of your head perish. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank, you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord yes. just gave me a little insight into something else. Teresa, I will have hair when I get there. <laughs> Woo! but there shall not a hair of your head perish. Then He says, in your patience possess ye your souls. Yes. Be patient, folks. The Lord's coming. Yes. Be patient. Yes. Ye that you have not been forgotten. Yes. Be patient. Deliverance is coming your way. Yes. Amen. Amen. So this whole world, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. That's what I want to do. Teresa, come give us a song here this morning. Give us a song this morning. And, uh, you know, there are times that You feel persecuted and there are times you just walk right through and don't feel anything. Pray for myself. Just recently, the last few months, I felt a little more of it than I should feel. Have you ever tried to insult a corpse? Huh? Huh? Your mother wears army boots. You never were what you said you were. You always lied. You always had a bad spirit. You ever tried to insult a corpse? Can't do it. We're to be dead to this world but alive under Jesus. I love the Lord. God is well able to keep that which I have committed unto Him against that day. I want to do my part. Amen. And whatever the Lord allows to come, notice what I said, allows to come our way. Right. Amen. Come on. Amen. For years, and, I'm trying to close, for years and years, Teresa, Now I would blame the devil, blame the devil on this and blame the devil on that. <laughs> But I want to tell you something. Look at me, folks. Look at me. The devil can't even come close to you unless the Lord tells you says to him, it's all right. It's all right. Huh? You remember what happened with Job? Maybe the Lord's been bragging on you. Huh? been bragging on you let's come let's gather around this altar and let's ask the Lord lord help me to be a reflection of you of you